Welcome to Park Bench Interviews, hosted by Randy Goodman, Harvey Callis Real Estate, your real estate professional. Get to know our community, our businesses, products, and services that will elevate your life. Please welcome your hostess, Randy Goodman. Hey everybody, it's Randy Goodman here with Wayne Percy, who is a small business coach. He starts companies. I can't wait to hear all about it. Thanks, Wayne, for being here with me today. Good morning, Randy, and thank you for doing this. Um, I really appreciate people who give back in the community. I know you've been doing that for years. A lot of people are jumping on that give band back, give back bandwagon right now, but I, I know you've been doing it for a long time, as have I, so I really appreciate your efforts here. Well, thank you so much, and I appreciate you interviewing me as well. We had a great interview, and you do the same, so it's my pleasure to give back to you. So let's find out who is Wayne? Like, what do you do? Tell us about your business. Well, I coach people on starting your own business. And so I've got a, bu a bunch of free resources um, that people can use to start their own business. You know, one of them is a, is a form that's an assessment form, 15 questions, score them all on a scale of one to 10. Uh, how good is your idea? So, you know, um, if you've got an idea and it, you need four people in some company to make a decision, that's difficult to sell. If you've got an idea where you only need one person in a company to make a decision, that's easier to sell. So, you know, if one decision maker score 10, three decision makers score three, you know, on a scale of one to 10, things like that. Um, I've had a corporate career being the new products guy with Weston's and Hershey. Um, I was VP of marketing in, in companies. Yes, like please tell us about your past. <laughs> um, I, I've, I've got a corporate career, as I said, uh, in marketing. Um, and most of the time I was the new products guy. So I've done I don't know, 15 or 20 new product launches in consumer packaged goods. Wow. Um, one of them you might know, for example, Score Chocolate Bar. Mm -hmm. um, wow. I, I used to be the brand manager for Reese Peanut Butter Cups and O'Henry and some other things that people like to sneak away once in a while. Um, and I've, I've owned and started probably 15 companies. Wow. Um, I started the first syndicated airplane traffic reporting business in Canada. And that's a company that's now worth several millions of dollars. And, Very interesting. And has grown into, I think, five radio stations. Wow. Uh, so that's incredible congrats a, a career of um opportunity kind of like stepping stones on a creek you know i started off in economics and i ended up in who knows where uh like most people you don't necessarily get where you started exactly exactly so tell it give us a little more details on on that journey so what did jack you, you studied economics in school uh, yeah, I was, uh, when I was at Western, I was also a uh, Molson rep. Hmm. Uh, so I worked for Molson's as a as a sales rep while I was going to university. It was okay. a tough job. Uh, but oddly enough, I got paid not to drink because uh, I always <laughs> had to drive home at the end of the day. Um, and uh, then went into McDonald's um, and... Uh, 
uh, started McDonald's. I helped open the first seven Wendy's in Canada. Wow. Um, okay. Then went into Weston's and Hershey and uh, launched a new division for Telemedia. Uh, at, in the 1990s, Telemedia was Blue Jays baseball. Right. Um, so I launched a new, totally new broadcasting concept to them, in-store radio. Um, from there into uh, uh, the outdoor advertising, and then I was uh, president of a small division of Shell Canada. You may have heard of them, they've got some gas stations around. Um, and then uh, Indian Motorcycle. Um, and then I went into kind of matchmaking. I did, was a recruiter for 20 years, but I did the, I did the high-end executive search. So I placed okay. vice presidents and presidents. That's quite uh, a jump. Well, I'd always been starting companies, so I was hiring and firing and reorganizing. Okay. And one day, between jobs, a recruiter said to me, well, why don't you come and be a recruiter? And I'm like, I don't want to be a recruiter. And he says, yeah, I know, I know, but come work with us for, you know, three, six months, and you'll make some money, and when a good job comes along, we'll place you. <laughs> yeah. Job really came. <laughs> so... They did. It's not that the job never came. They didn't want to let you go. <laughs> well, no. Five years later, I owned the company, and then you know, okay. Nice. Um, so, and I was, uh, I had a lot of fun. I met a lot of fascinating people. Um, learned from. I mean, I've interviewed two hundred company presidents. Wow. Okay. So you got, you got to learn something along the way. Yes. I, that's not saying I'm smarter than the average person. It's just that with that volume of smart people around you, hopefully you pick up some some knowledge and some good things. Exactly. exactly. And so now I, I coach people. I um, My partner, Iris, uh, has an online business and I'm coaching her with the objective of doubling her business this year and doubling it again next year. Nice. Um, we're starting another online business in May uh, I'm coaching somebody on starting a post-COVID online business uh, that the, uh, today's Thursday. The idea came up Tuesday afternoon. We had an hour-long conversation Tuesday afternoon. We expect to be in the market in less than two weeks. Nice. With, a, with literally a, uh, a huge Facebook marketing campaign to support the launch of this new business. Right. That'll help people get back to work post-COVID. Congrats. That's awesome. And I like how you're turning that into something that gives back as well. Well, and there are companies out there doing this for like three and $500. We figured out how to do it for 30 or $40. Wow. Um, and so uh, it goes back to a book called Blue Ocean Strategy. You know, can you find a more efficient way of doing this? Mm -hmm that reduces the cost, improves the value, um, you know, makes you unique, and you're not in a, a red ocean of, of price cutting. Wow. And I've, I've, I've never been, I've never enjoyed or liked the idea of price cutting as a competitive. Right. Um, I used to have a strategy of price charging $5 more. Right. And, um, it was probably one of the most effective marketing strategy that I had. People would phone up and ask about our price. Well, we're five dollars more than whatever your competitors offer, <laughs> and so you know, competitors were discounting. We were five dollars more. Right. <laughs> it's 
very cute. <laughs> but I love like the creativeness that you have in, in all the different ideas. So tell us exactly like, um, who is the target audience for the startup businesses? Is it solopreneurs? Is it entrepreneurs? Is it brick and mortars? Or is it corporations? Like what, where is it? Um, most are companies that are, you know, solopreneur to five people now. Um, you know, you may have a, a, I own a renovation company amongst other things. Um, so you may have a renovation company of three or four people and you want to make it 30 or 40 people. Okay, I can, I can help you do that. Um, you may have uh, a gentleman I know uh, happen to meet. Uh, he was a, an engineering consulting role for an industry approval firm. So they did industry certifications and approvals. But they have a very onerous process. So he's become a consultant to help clients get through that process. Okay, he's an engineer, he knows nothing about marketing. You know, his, his LinkedIn was terrible, things like that. I'm helping him with all the marketing stuff. You know, why does this matter? Why do you have to do this or that? Um, coaching him along the way. And he's gonna be a solopreneur, but he's gonna be a very successful one soon. Um, and he's coming up with a pricing strategy of charging half of what I saved the corporation in cash. So, you know, if a corporation might have spent $10,000 to get their certification before, and now they spend five, right. it's half of the savings, $2,500. Right. And the corporation is probably also saving, you know, instead of getting the certification in six months, they're getting in three months. Mm. So the corporation is saving a huge amount in the time. Right. He's basing his fee on half of what they save in cash. So very efficient for the corporation, simple pricing model for him. And, you know, as I said, I cautiously say this, but I mean, as an engineer, he didn't have the type of marketing um, comfort zone to come up with ideas like that. Right. And so when we right. started talking about, you know, how much are you going to charge? I don't know, you know, should I charge $500? Should I charge $1,000? Charge half what you save people. Right. Bingo. So it's, it's all over the map. Um, there's a new restaurant open near us last fall. Um, went in there for lunch one day and just chatting with the, the owner. And so, well, why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? Why don't you do this? Why don't you do that? She's, wait a sec, wait a sec. So she ran away. She got a notepad and paper in the back and sat down with us. And we chatted with her for 15, 20 minutes. And, you know, I gave her 10 ideas. Nice. That could help her launch her restaurant. All right. Good we had you. a really nice breakfast. Compliments to the house. But <laughs> 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 well, my fee was breakfast. <laughs> well, that, that, that's nice. But uh, it was even nicer that you were willing to share that information with somebody and just, like, you know, just nonchalant no expectation just uh you know here's here's what i think and you know luckily she was able to sit down with you guys and listen but it was very generous of you to uh it's a lot like you i mean you do a lot to give back to the community and so you know if i'm looking for a real estate agent i can actually get to know you have a relationship with you 
rather than see a sign that says Bob the real estate agent. Right. And and frankly, I've talked to probably eight real estate agents, um, mainly through the renovation business and the staging and stuff. Right. I've probably talked to eight real estate agents in the past eight weeks, and six of them are asleep. Right. They're, you know, they're on vacation and their listings are expiring. And I, I spoke to one young guy, he's, I'm going to say 25, aggressive. And we were talking about that and he phoned me back a week later. He said, I've picked up 20 listings. Wow. Fell asleep. And it, it, it was that idea that triggered him. And so he just started going nuts looking for, and he's come up with a way of marketing houses during COVID. Nice. And nice. you know, will it work or not? Don't know. But he's picked up listings. That's so fabulous. You know, it's it's like people like you that don't fall asleep. People like you that keep helping, keep contributing to the community. It's the same story. Yeah, and, and you're right. And I think sometimes it's, you know, people just don't have an idea. And that's why they need people like you who have some great ideas they can help them to take action. You know, I think sometimes it's not so much that people don't want to take action, but they don't know what to do, right? And uh, and it could be that they don't want to do anything, <laughs> just take advantage of being able to chill out for a bit. But I think for the most part, people want to keep their business going and it's a lack of uh, being able to come up with creative ideas um, or maybe just not, choosing not to reach out to somebody you know even having a conversation with a friend or having a conversation with somebody else uh, can help generate these ideas whether it comes from themselves or having mm -hmm. a conversation just like you you know well you also happen to be a coach but you're sitting in a restaurant and saying you know to the restaurant owner well what about this and what about that like having those conversations and that dialogue really expand the ideas that are possible right and then speaking with somebody like you who's an expert in doing this really can help someone explode their business and especially right now it's very crucial that people who had to close their doors for instance for for now uh, do something to keep momentum to keep in the client's eyes in their neighborhood eyes so that they can reopen their doors when they're allowed to. And I think it's really crucial to be uh, connected to somebody like you or to work with someone like you who can really contribute in, a, in a, an enormous way to the success of their business and the longevity of their business, right? So uh, can you give us, um, and we're gonna get to all your contact info and we'll have your contact info on the page as well so that people can reach out to you because I know Wayne, there are gonna be a lot of people that probably wanna reach out to you uh, after they hear what you do and what your expertise is, especially like what companies you've worked with. And, uh, you know, so I just think it's phenomenal. But you also feel strongly about giving back to the community. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Um, I was a student's council president in grade 10. <laughs> of course. And again in grade 11. So that'll tell you. Now, I didn't go to school because I like classes. I skipped school unless I had a student's council thing. So my grades were terrible, but my student activity was, was high all the way through school. 
Uh, at Western, I was orientation chairman and winter week chairman and vice president of ski club. So I was always active. Right. And that's how I literally. That's how I ended up getting involved in Molson's because you know I was through the students council and the activities. So I became, uh, and that got me into um, uh, marketing roles and event roles. And so it was. It's been. It's been a matching of the career. Um, when I was with Hershey, I co-founded a uh, provincial youth ski program. So think of like bowling leagues for youth, but in ski clubs, called right. the Hershey Alpine Ski Program. And I founded that, launched that, and, and ran it for uh, seven or eight years. And then even after I left the company, it ran for another 10 years. Wow. Um, nice. Uh, I, I ended up sponsoring the Canadian figure skating team. And most of the sponsors, this is in the 1980s, most of the sponsors of the Canadian figure skating team wrote a check. Well, yeah, we wrote a check, and this was with Hershey. But we were also involved, directly involved in a lot of the events because we would show up and nice. we'd be there as sponsors and things. So it's always been about getting involved. Mm. Um, I was on the Children's Advertising Review Board. I was on the Toronto Board of Trade. Um, I was on the Toronto Island Airport Committee. Uh, I lived in Brampton, but I was on the Toronto Island Airport Committee. Right, right. Um, I was a scout leader for 18 years. Uh, now I've been a running coach. I, I teach people a learn to run program or a 5K running program through the running room store in Markham. Oh, good. Um, okay. and, and I get paid $1.17 an hour. <laughs> it's like, wow. They actually tired. pay you? <laughs> um, so I've been doing that for eight years. Uh, and then uh, now coach and Markham. But the feeling you get when you start off and you're, you know, week one, people run one minute, they walk a minute, they run a minute, they walk a minute. Week two, they run two minutes and walk one. Week three, they run three minutes and walk one. And usually in week three is when they start with the, oh, I can't do this. I'm never going to do this. And then week seven, it's like, wow, I'm doing this. Right. And the, the, the excitement, the achievement, um, you know, looks on their faces when they, that finally clicks in. Right. I don't like running. I don't like, I haven't been out running since, the, since COVID started and the store closed. I don't like running. I like working with people and seeing that achievement on their face. Right. That's why I coach running. It's not because I love running. I've never run a marathon. I'm not going to run a marathon. So Wayne, I call that mental income. Yes. Mental income is when you do something that makes you feel good. You don't get anything else out of it. I get a dollar seventeen an hour. Well, <laughs> but of course, it costs me about five dollars. Cost me five dollars in gas to get there. Um, I've stolen that mental income idea, and um, uh, I like it. You know, I, I I've been on probably ten different boards. I spent seven years on the Marketing Research Association board. Um, just always been involved. Always met really great people. Um, uh, Iris and I are involved in a coaching program, uh, and this circles back to something we said earlier. The, um, Richard Branson was quoted as saying, it kind of, tech with the how. Um, actually, there was a big F in front of that, F the how. We had met a, one of Richard Branson's coaches, a guy by the name of Mark Anthony, 
And Mark Anthony has just written a book called Fuck the How or F the How. And spending a day with him, learning that philosophy that he coached Branson on was about, okay, if the idea has merit, just say yes. And that's what happened Tuesday. The idea had merit. Uh, I was, I was uh, in the car traveling for about an hour and I was talking to this guy on the phone for an hour while we we're traveling. And like, this is a great idea, Mike. This is a great idea, Mike. Well, yeah, how do we do this? How do we do that? How do we do this? No, 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 Mike. It's a great idea. Just say yes. And so, you know, at the end of an hour, I, I came home, I wrote up some stuff, I sent it back to him. He's like, wow, we could do this? Yeah, well, what about this? What about that? What about that? We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. But, you know, having coaches like Mark Anthony or um, uh, George Ross, who was brought to, uh, Donald Trump's coach for 47 years, he was the older guy in the corner on Apprentice. That's George Ross. Uh, we spent three days with George Ross in the past two years, you know, learning from the knee of masters. Hmm. And that's what it's all about, you know, whether it's community or whether it's, you know, finding a way of learning from masters. Um, it's all about sharing knowledge, sharing ideas. Is it community service? Is it coaching? Is it giving back to the community like you do? It's all about sharing ideas and learning from people that are smarter than you. And there are a lot of people out there smarter than me that I steal from, including that idea of mental income. I've stolen that, thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah, it's a good one because I have so many things in my life who have that have given me mental income. So decided there was a term for it. So, <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but thank you for that. Uh, so, do you have any tips or suggestions for people out there? It could have to do with anything, personal, professional. For the most part, it boils down to one thing: get off your ass and do it. You know, uh, like Branson and Mark Anthony, uh, don't worry about the how. Um, and, and it could be, you know, just the spring lawn, you know, um, go rake the leaves and all that kind of stuff. Just do it. You'll feel so good once you've achieved it. Uh, it you know, instead of running right now, we're bike riding. Right. So we started with a, a half hour bike ride and my legs were killing me. And, Right. <laughs> Sunday, we just did a two-hour trail ride that, you know, four weeks ago, I'm thinking, I don't know if I really want to go bike riding. We did a two-hour trail ride on Sunday and felt great afterwards. Right. So just do it. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Nike thing, just do it. Whatever your idea is, whatever you're thinking about, don't use COVID as an excuse. Right. Um, I know of... Unfortunately, I know of too many people that are using COVID as an excuse. Yes. And they're missing the opportunity. Um, yep. I spent, I did an, an hour interview of uh, futurist David Houle uh, a week ago. David Houle has uh, presented to the U.S. Congress. Okay. <clears throat> so as a futurist, I'd say he has some credibility. We spent an hour interviewing him uh, a week and a half ago. Fascinating guy. David's predicting a recession. This is going to be a bigger recession than the 1930s, uh, which was a depression. Uh, especially if in the US there's a second wave of sickness this fall and every 
expert I've spoken to, uh, Dr. Delala Curry, we interviewed her two weeks ago, she's predicting it. Um, there's a couple of Canadian futurists and, and experts in retail, for example. They're all predicting the same thing. Right. This is going to be a recession depression. So if you want to just, you know, float down the tube on the lazy river, that's what's going to happen to you. There's a waterfall at the end and you're going to fall over the edge. Um, your other choice is do something about it now before everybody else is. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it, it could be, there's a hairdressing salon up near Peterborough. One of the people that I interviewed like you, mm -hmm. I'm doing profile interviews of people who can help your business that don't do the same things I do. So I've done 25 interviews now of people that can help small businesses. One of them was a lady named Darlene and she's on the human resources side. <clears throat> Knew this hairdressing salon. She says, them, like, you don't have to stop doing business. You've got all these supplies. You know, you got six months supplies in your in the back room. Right. Start making kits. You know which hair color goes with which client. Start making kits. Drop them off. You know, even if you get 25 cents on the dollar, you're getting something. Right. Well, she's getting a lot more than that, and she's getting a lot of loyalty. And she started doing videos on tips for how women to do these things at home. You know, how do you do your nails at home? How do you do your hair at home? Right. Um, you know, how do, how do men get a haircut? Um, right. Fortunately, uh, somebody in the house here cut my hair for me. Right. Um, but how do we all pivot and make these changes? So this hairdressing salon, you know, a small community, but she's been very active in the community. Are her clients going to be loyal and come back to her when this mm -hmm. is over? Oh, yeah, very much so. Mm -hmm. The other hairdressing salon in the community, it basically they've closed and locked up, and you know, there's there's two hairdressers. Right. One's being active, one's closed. And she's picking up clients from the other one. Well, the other one's not going to survive. When this is over, mm -hmm. you know, the pool of people that have the money to spend on hairdressing salons is going to be smaller in their community. Right. One of them will survive. Yep. I yeah. know which and, and that's fabulous because you have to get creative. Like, like you're saying, you know, uh, if you're not creative, then uh, how are you going to survive? And I love that. And she's also staying top of mind for these clients as well. And, you know, there may be some that choose to stay home and continue to do their hair at home. Um, or other ones that uh, you shall pick up the new clients, but she'll also be impressing people that want to come and support her when they reopen because of how she was helping them uh, through this time. So, yeah, I love that. And, it, you know, how many, how many people are thinking about it, right? <laughs> Real estate agents, yeah. Um, we're looking at homes right at the moment uh, because we – we have to move. We were supposed to move by May 1st, but okay. it hasn't happened. Um, so we're looking at homes. Uh, recently looked, and we're looking at, at rental actually because we're spending our money buying investment properties. Okay. So we're renting ourselves. Nice. Uh, so rental property, the, the, the owner of the home did not want people going through the home without the real estate agent. Right. Well, COVID, you don't want a circus of people going through the house. So a real estate agent that we know came up with this idea. He said, look, you, you know, 
you know me, you trust me as the real estate agent. Can I go through the house and FaceTime them in the car? Right. So we're sitting in front of the house and he's walking around the house with his cell phone and he's FaceTiming. Well, what's the laundry room look like? Well, here. Okay, and where is that in the house? He said, well, you see you know, the bedroom window above the garage, you know, and it's right here. And so we were able to get a question and answer tour of the house. Right. Okay. Um, and, you know, quite often there's pictures of the house on online. Okay, here's, even with 20 pictures, there's stuff you don't see or you wonder about or, yeah. you know, what's the view from the top of the stairs? So he's standing with a camera. So as the real estate agent, he's wearing gloves and a mask and they yeah. trust him to go through their house, their empty house when they're not home and he's not going to steal their jewelry. Right. But it's not having a bunch of people come through your house because he mm -hmm. didn't want to go through the house with us. You know, right. he didn't want to be infected by us or take the risk. Mm -hmm. Solved the problem. We're parked in the driveway. We go outside, you know, he comes back outside, he sits in his car and we talk through the window car to car, we're about six feet apart. And we're having this conversation mm -hmm. about the house on site. Yep. Well, what about, is there, is there a, a tap for the backyard? Just a minute, I'll go find out. So we're getting the tour. We're getting everything we would have got out of like an open house or a tour. Right. On FaceTime. Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. And, and that's what, you know, the active or the good real estate agents are doing. They're doing video. They're right? finding ways. And live video is even better because, yes, you have the opportunity to actually go around and ask the questions. So, yeah, it's it's definitely the right thing to do. And it also keeps everybody safe. So I'm glad that that's happening for you. Uh, so how can people get a hold of you? The simplest way is email wayne at waynepercy.com or wayne at simplysuccess.ca. So our website is simplysuccess.ca and our phone number contact information is there. Uh, phone number is 647-339-6808. Um, if you connect with me on LinkedIn, you'll see my daily video interviews. If you connect with me on Facebook, you'll see the daily video interviews. Um, if you are a service provider, you do web design or something like that for people, contact me because I'd love to interview you. Um, you know, whether you're the engineer or the hairdresser or a real estate agent, you probably need services to help you grow that I can't do for you but I want to know who can. And so I'm always looking to meet service providers. You know, who does computer repairs? Um, right. Who does whatever? Always looking to meet new people and, and build new relationships, just like with you. Live in the Mill Pond area in Richmond Hill, but from a business startup point of view, almost anywhere in Ontario, anywhere in the country now, with you know the number of people that are comfortable on Zoom now, it's broadened. Awesome. Thank you so much, Wayne, for sharing with us. It was a pleasure to learn from you. Well, I'm not sure what you've learned, but anything I could do to help. Uh, probably my favorite saying that people know me by for years and years and years is, how can I help? 
Mm -hmm. I love that. Being of service. Thank you so much, Wayne. Thank you for listening to this interview hosted by Randy Goodman. We hope you will take action and connect with the incredible business people and leaders in our community. And remember, Randy is always here to answer any questions you have regarding your real estate needs. Be sure to register on the website and stay up to date on what's happening in your area at parkbench.com slash millpond.